Hey guys, welcome to With Joy, a self-improving podcast featuring people across the world with crazy life experiences and practical tips on achieving success. In today's episode, we'll be talking about turning your dreams into reality within your career with Jade Stanley from Jacksonville, Florida. Now, Jade here is the CEO of All About You Staffing. She's an events specialist at JR Events, Inc. and a business development specialist. She was nominated for the Women's Connecting Women Award as Professional Business Woman of the Year and used to work close to 12 years within the Bank of America. Without further ado, let's welcome Jade Stanley. Hi, Jade. How are you doing? I'm good, Joy. Thanks for having me. All right, girl. So tell me a bit about yourself. Well, I am a previous party girl turned into party planner. So (laughs) I absolutely love having a good time, connecting with people, and I turned it into a couple businesses. I became a wedding planner, and also I have an event staff company, and I help with venue administration. So there's three different streams of income that I was able to build just off my love of partying. That is amazing. So speaking of partying, it sounds like back then you were also quite a party girl yourself. How was that? I was a huge party girl. Um, (laughs) I was that teenager that was super rambunctious, always trying to like go out, have a good time and have like house parties and things. I even had a fake ID, which of course, you know, that's pretty uh, bad news right there. Normally I was like looking at recipes for jello shots. Right. And I was like, oh, let me be let me just bring up something cool. So you put in your, whatever your alcohol base is and then like make them flavor. So I have like a chocolate covered strawberry jello shot that everyone loves. Like I have like a starburst one. So like just being able to kind of make different cool, unique recipes. And so Mm -hmm. I became like the party girl who always had the cool, the best jello shots. And people would like, be like, don't bring anything else to the to the party. Just bring your jello shots. Like we don't care about anything else. And then it was so much that I even had like a serving tray, which is funny that I now have servers on my team. And I would have a serving tray and I'd walk around with jello shots and be like peer pressure, like try your try this jello shot, like or else kind of thing. So and then playing like, you know, beer pong games, other drinking games, like shot games and stuff like that. That was Mm -hmm. always really something that I was like the huge heavy pusher on because you just see you see people like be it they're more fun they're like more lively when they drink a little bit more you know that's crazy i love that and i bet your friends are always like oh my god jade where is it where's the smart off hello girl where are you at and you know as you were this party girl that everyone looked to for whether it's booze or jelly shots how did you feel throughout this whole thing did you feel like you fit in how did you feel as being that archetype of that girl that was always partying and out there Well, you know what? It was funny because at the end of the day, I was someone that wanted to be liked a little bit. And so I'm a little bit of a clown too. So when I was thinking about how I could get people to like, like me, that's how I got into the party industry. And then I realized how much I absolutely loved just being in the mix and like, you know, helping people have a good time. That's amazing. And you know what? The best part is really you actually get to earn that bread when you're doing what you actually love. I think that's absolutely fantastic, Jade. So before, you know, actually transitioning into what you do now, did you ever have like a, like a stagnant stay, like working in a corporate job or anything like that? Or did you just go towards it? What, what was it like? I did. I had the safe job, the safety net, which is Working in corporate world, I worked at Bank of America, Merrill Lynch for 13 years in financial industry. So like the banking world um, was the safety net. 
And all of my family, they always were like, you know, it's unrealistic for you to want to be a party plan. Like, that's not a good, you know, that's a side hustle. That's not something you want to have a career in. Again, a lot of my family members weren't entrepreneurs already. So they didn't really know what it takes to be entrepreneurs. So of course they're going to teach me. So I think like anyone who is struggling with whether or not they get a corporate job, a safe job, or whether mm -hmm. they pursue their passion. Um, if you're listening to the advice of family members and friends, like they don't know, they don't know how special you truly are. Like if you right. see yourself in a different light, like you can't let other noise of people just like tell you what you're supposed to be and how you should act. So mm -hmm. um, essentially I stayed in the job and I was just, I was miserable. Like I was a manager mm -hmm. and people, we're getting on my last nerve all the time. Like, I don't care that you had diarrhea this morning. Like, get over it. Okay. Like, I, I mean, you relate, you relate. Like, I hated that element of having to like care for people. Cause in, in corporate world, there's a glass ceiling, you know, like right. you have a limit. Like you can only make what so much salary for the year. You know, right. you, you don't have the sky's the limit for your financial potential. So it's like, okay, I go here every day. I have to hear, your bull crab about your excuses of why you were late for work, <laughs> what, absolutely. you know, why you need to call out, like, and then, you know, having to continuously be a leader in that field, it was, it was just draining as mm. hell. And so now being able to like pick and choose, like I have pick and choose if I don't want to work with a bride, like I meet her and I'll be like, mm, I'll outsource this to one of my, my you know, associate wedding planners because <laughs> I don't want to take on bad energy for me personally. And now mm -hmm. I have the opportunity to control who I work with moving forward and how I make my money. So. That is so fantastic to have. For sure. So it, I think that's like, it's really hard to get away from the safety net because everyone mm -hmm. in your family may be telling you like, don't do it, it's, it's dangerous. Right. But um, you have to be the, your own cheerleader sometimes. And now that things are great, oh my gosh, my family's like, I'm so proud of you. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, five years ago you told me like that was dumb, right. but okay, thanks. <laughs> like, okay. I see you getting on this bandwagon now, okay? But anyway. <laughs> no shade, no shade. Right, yeah. that part. I mean, it sounds so scary to begin, you know, like just to jump off and do everything by yourself, you know? How did you start? I started and I was working both party planning and corporate at the same oh time. So I worked both jobs for about four years. It oh is I, it's not an overnight success. And I didn't have mentors that were able to guide me. That's why I want to kind of oh like give other people guidance because Mm -hmm. And it's sad to say, but people are so competitive that they think like, oh, I got to be the best in my field. So because I got to be the best, I can't share this with you. But I think that's absolute crap because the reality is like when we collaborate, we when when I win, you win. And when you win, I win when we're collaborating. Mm -hmm. So now I was able to like have mentors and things now at five, six years later. But the first four years was I mean, it was a struggle for sure, like a true struggle. And then I saved up like as much money as I could to be able to pay my bills for like a certain amount of time so I could like transition the finances part of it. Right. That's the that's the thing. A lot of people like you don't, you can't just quit your job. Like you need to save money. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> like I know, you, yeah. Or you're you gonna be living on a park bench. I'm just saying. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, for sure. Oh my goodness. I didn't know that you actually took four years. That's actually so crazy. I thought, you know, like you said, I thought people just quit their jobs. It's like an ideal, like Steve Jobs type of thing. You drop out, you do whatever you want, and then you make it. But, you know, behind the scenes, 
finances. Unless you have like a parent that's got a whole lot of money that can like support you while you're transitioning, like, okay, that's cool. Or a family (laughs) member, but that's not realistic. And that's the piece of it's like, I mean, there were times where like, oh, I couldn't get my hair done, my nails done. Like I I made some sacrifices in order to Mm -hmm. be able to see the end result. And so like, yeah, was I walking around? I mean, I love wearing extensions and I was mad because I was like, (laughs) dang, I really missed my extensions, but I had to give it up for a period of time so that I could have enough money just to make sure I focus the money on business investment and paying bills. So you just, you have to navigate through these like money words. At one point I described it as swimming in the ocean with no life jacket on, waiting for a rescue team. That's how I felt. Like I was just treading water and there's like a deep bottomless pit of ocean. (laughs) And it was awful, but I was like, dang, like somebody help us out, you know? But now like I, I realize like you have to go through the struggles in order to get to the promised land. And People right. don't see that and they just like, it's like losing weight. Like, oh, I'm not going to lose 30 pounds in a month. Mm-hmm. It's not. Like, you have to train. You have to develop. You have to, like, make some sacrifices on food you're eating. Like, it's the same exact situation. <laughs> right. The yeah, I absolutely agree. That is so true. My goodness. Seriously, the hard parts of it is so difficult for people to truly understand. So when you tell them, like, you know, you could just do it. They don't understand. Like, what? Just do it. Just do it. What's yeah. the difficulty? Absolutely. It's really, it's really hard for them to understand sometimes and for us to understand sometimes or for anyone who's going through that struggle until you're actually there. Right. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Exactly. So the perseverance is, is necessary. It's key. So yeah, I'm excited about being able to connect with people so that I can also be in a position to like help them and give them advice. Mm -hmm. I've actually told some people that I didn't see being an entrepreneur in their future. So that's another piece. Like, okay, right. let, let's let's talk about this piece. Yeah, for uh, sure. Which is, everyone is not meant to be a business owner. Absolutely. That's not that's, that's not so reality. Mm-hmm. I told my cousin this the other day. I said, you know, he's like, I, my fa- our family just doesn't get it. Like, you get me because you're an entrepreneur and I'm working to be one. And I was like, I do, but everyone's not meant for this journey. And some people are meant for a corporate job. Hell, somebody so needs to deliver the mail. Somebody needs to take the trash. Like, <laughs> there has to be someone in all different realms. Like, if everybody was meant to do it, everybody would be doing it. Exactly. So, the reality is, like, we're not all created equal. And it's nothing wrong. Like, I have family members who are like, oh, well, you know, you think that I'm not doing what you're doing. I'm like, it's, you don't need to be doing what I'm doing. This is meant for me. This is my right. lane. Like, creating my own lane was my lane. But, like, maybe it's okay to you riding on a lane that was mm-hmm. already created for you. It's a job. It's reliable and you don't have to want more. So again, shout out to all the mailmen, the garbage men, the teachers, the mm-hmm. doctors who work for the hospital. Like you don't have to have your own practice to be a doctor. You know, I'm just saying. Here we go. Yeah. The truth has been spoken. <laughs> Honestly, people, you're absolutely right. You know, like people, like you said, you don't have to ditch everything just to start something. It's only if you're the one that wants to do that or if you're up to it. Right. There's nothing exactly. wrong with being into that mold, right? Like you said, mm-hmm. exactly. So yeah. for you, what made you think that you could actually do this as, you know, a living, a career? Everyone always asks me for advice. And so I say this to anyone, if you're doing things for free and people keep coming to you and asking you for advice, then that means you're pretty good at it and you probably could monetize that and make some money. So 
what ended up happening was I had some friends who would say like, hey, can you help me organize? I can't really afford a wedding planner. And I was like, sure, why not? I love partying anyway, and it's free food, and I get to dance at your wedding. So that'll be payment enough. <laughs> and then I realized how organized I am versus everyone else, being able to structurally put together an, a good time for people. And I said, oh, wow, I can make some money at this. And I just started dabbling in it here and there and doing some pro bono work at first. And it wound up getting me the coins that I needed to build a whole nother second and third business. I love that. Oh my goodness. Honestly, I'm kind of jealous for you. <laughs> I know this seems like, you know, so great. It's a dream come true. You party for a living. My goodness, live it up. But for you personally, do you feel like, you know, as you were doing this, were there any challenges? Did you feel like, oh crap, maybe I shouldn't do this? Or did you ever come across anything like that? I think the biggest thing was having to deal with annoying clients. Mm. And I say that because everyone is not equal um, in the party scene. And, and I get clients like brides who can be like bridezillas and things. And that piece was challenging, handling the customer service aspect of it. Because ultimately, I just wanted to create an environment where people could enjoy themselves not necessarily have to worry about like oh my gosh my eyebrows aren't drawn in correctly so <laughs> and which is something that i've had to deal with so i'm like okay i have you over here crying about makeup failures a dress <laughs> issue but i just want everybody to get to the good time and so having to navigate and learn some new techniques of dealing with that was part of it but on the back end um i'm excited because i get to go and join the dance floor with my brides and it's pretty cool that they even want me there that's so great. You know, honestly, I think a lot of people see what you do and they, they don't really see the behind the scenes of that, you know, like they don't see that you're able to really be yourself and ultimately connect with your customers. So I think yeah. it's so fantastic, you know. How do you think your clients feel about your whole vibe, you being someone who is actually meant for this job? They write amazing reviews. I've received some amazing accolades. They, they tip me pretty well too, which is great. But they, I get amazing reviews. They like talk about the energy and they talk about how um, I'm able to kind of like keep the party energized and people feel confident that I can accomplish their goals and mm. still have a good time. And then they talk about the camaraderie and the friendship. You know, a lot of my brides actually send me baby shower invites a year oh or God. two later which I cannot attend all of them because that's a lot of baby gifts. But um, I like the opportunity that they even think of me and, you know, they add me on Facebook or, you know, follow me on Instagram. I have brides that I worked with over a year, two years ago, and they follow my journey on social media heavily and like comment on pictures and talk about how their wedding was amazing. So it just feels really good to have, like bring good energy. I believe that positive energy can multiply, you can, it rubs off on other people. So if I'm there giving them my best energy, they, they'll stay calm and have a really great energy for themselves. Yeah. Absolutely, Jade. And I think really at the end of the day, when you talk to these clients, what really makes it gratifying is the fact that, you know, even after your job is done and you already got the coin and everything, they still remember you and they remember what you've done and they could chill with you. They could vibe with you, like commenting mm -hmm. on your Instagram and everything. I think that is so sweet to have that impact on the community to that extent, especially, you know, yeah. so that's really yeah. great, you know, especially within nowadays, everyone's careers, you know, it's very difficult to make that actual impact that you could directly see. So fantastic mm -hmm. work with that. So for you personally, do you feel like 
there's anything else that you would like to work on within what you're doing right now or any areas that you want to explore? Right now, I've been helping with some strategic planning a little bit outside of that. And I want to be able to like come and connect with groups. Um, specifically, I like working with young people because I think like they are not always exposed to the ins and outs. Like people are always sharing their positives, but no one's ever really sharing their failures. And they're not talking about like, they, you know, they're, they're um, looking at me and saying like, oh, she's cool. She did this and she's, she's rocking out. But right. then like, I don't mind sharing like that I effed up. Like, I don't care if Love I that. tell you that because the reality is sometimes you don't have to make mistakes in order for you to learn from mine. You know, so, um, yeah, I, I think that's going to be something, an area where I start being able to connect with more people about how ways that they can navigate through things that they love and how to grow and be like a mentor. I think that's so important, you know, especially in the younger generation. It's difficult to see that, you know, your career might not always be linear and it's always an expectation mm -hmm. for any generation, actually, you know, as soon as you come out of college or even if you don't go to college, you're supposed to get a job and your life will be that way. But clearly, you know, life is not always like that. And I think that's so important, especially from your stories alone. So, you know, given all of your experiences and everything, what do you think is one takeaway, one final message that really resonates with your own experiences and stories? My biggest takeaway um, for me and for everyone that I've been able to help mentor along this path is that your past does not define your future. We are constantly worried about what we did when we didn't know, but it's all about what we do when we know better. And so if I can help anyone at all, whether they're listening to this or in the future when they connect with me, I just want to be able to help them see that we made bad mistakes. We've done things that were maybe not best for breeding a great future, but it doesn't matter. It doesn't have to define you. We can move forward. We can learn from this. I don't believe in failures. You either learn or you win. There's not a failure element in any of the things that I do and I work on in the future. So Lovely. That is so, so important to remember that failure is always, you know, like you said, it's like an option for you to either learn from it or, you know, fall back from it. And to choose that opportunity is really what makes you or breaks you, right? Absolutely. Oh, yeah. You chose to go towards what you wanted. What would you advise for someone to push them towards what they want to do and make that their career? I think that um, giving it away, I hate to say for free, but I call it pro bono work, giving it away and just like enjoying your gift. Like if you really love it, you will love it enough to give it away for free. Meaning you enjoy it that much that once you develop your skill and you just practice, go and volunteer for a nonprofit. They need social media coordinators. They need people to build websites. They need people that can help do public speaking events. Like go out and give whatever your gift is to a nonprofit or something along the lines to get some good practice. That way, when it's time for you to sell, you've already like refined your process and you're able to kind of like navigate through it a little bit easier instead of just like charging people, you know, or working in a career where you're expecting to get paid for something that you haven't perfected. Mm -hmm. Absolutely, Jade. Absolutely. That is so important. You know, that extra hook to really make them feel something. Yeah, yeah for sure. <laughs> would you, for your clients within like, you know, like wedding parties and everything, what would be some advice you would give for anyone like newlyweds planning their party? Well, I have the best advice ever. Okay. Um, 
Don't spend more money than you will receive in gifts on your budget. If you have cheap ass guests, okay, <laughs> and they would probably estimate a total of $5,000 worth of gifts, then maybe you shouldn't have a $10,000, $20,000 wedding. I'm just saying, because the reality is, if you got cheap people and you're giving them expensive time, does that really make sense? Like, make it make sense, people. I'm seeing that often. And, mm -hmm. you know, for me, myself personally, I actually um, receive more in gifts than I spent on my wedding. Okay, girl. Okay. So at the end of the day, like, you have to think about that. And then I, I see people planning baby showers. Right. Here's the example I gave a girlfriend of mine because mm. she wanted me to plan her baby shower. She had all these Pinterest ideas. And I'm like, Pinterest will have you all the way caught up, okay? <laughs> Thinking that you're going to have a freaking millionaire wedding. That's right. not true. Okay. And then DIY doesn't always look like the picture. So, <laughs> so what ended up happening was she wanted all this baby shower stuff. And I was like, the stuff you want in baby shower is going to cost like $1,500. I was like, how about... We just spend $500 on the party. We just something at like a local restaurant, like get a party room, things like that. And Ooh. then essentially what you get in gifts should be equal to or more than you get in a baby shower. Because I was like, if your gifts are not going to equal 1500 right. which is what you wanted to spend on the baby shower, like mm -hmm. I could just buy you the crib and all that other stuff. Like why would I spend 1500 <laughs> right. planning the party when I could just like give you that? Like, yeah, what the thing, same thing for weddings. Like, if right. your down payment on a house is 10000 and you spend 10000 on a wedding and you don't get those gifts back, <laughs> like, you could have just paid off right. that whole house. Like, why would you... Don't spend... Like, so spend based on the caliber of guests that you have. Like, mm -hmm. if you got beer budget guests and beer budget money, don't have <laughs> champagne taste. Like, adjust that. that mess. So there you go. That's my advice. <laughs> that is so good. You know, especially in this our society I see so many people really amp up that freaking party and you know the people you have come on people like you don't have to actually invest that much money into something that's low-key superficial at times you could just buy a house yeah. like you said right you could yep. have a good time and a house like win-win right oh yeah, my goodness that's great so exactly. let me know Jade how can our audience actually reach out to you yeah, so our wedding planning, um, event planning is JR Events. Um, so it's at jr.r.events on Instagram, Facebook. If you're looking for some event planning advice, even if you're not local to where we are, we can still provide you with the blueprint of how to plan a, a perfect event. And then also I help with business strategy and mentoring. So my Instagram, Twitter, Facebook is at selfmadejadeb, be like in boy. So if you want to connect with me, please do so. I think it'd be cool. I have like, you can do a 30 minute chat session with me and we can just talk about ideas and how to grow your business. So hit me up. Love that. Everyone, Jade is the girl for you. Self-made Jade. <laughs> I put the heck girl. Everyone reach out to Jade. She is so amazing. She is the funniest, the best, and honestly, the most down-to-earth girl you'll ever, ever get to talk to. And most importantly, she actually cares. That actual yeah. genuine sincerity that she has, Jade really does pull that up a notch for everyone, especially within her field. Yeah, thank you so much, Jade, for you know sharing your opinions on With Joy. I'm sure that all our audience really appreciates what you've done. And honestly, keep doing what you do because seriously, the world needs more of people like you. Thanks, Joy, I appreciate it. So there you have it. Remember that happiness is not by chance, but by choice. Next week, we'll be having an actress from New York who started out as a medical school student in Sweden. Follow us at withjoy_podcast on Instagram and withjoypodcast on Facebook. 
All episodes are released every Wednesday and our YouTube segments are released every Friday. Thanks for tuning in and we'll see you all next week.